0: Good morning again, and welcome again to St. Paul's Bloor Street. We're so glad that you're here. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, please send your spirit now in this place and drown us in it, that what is spoken and what is heard might be borne by you, and reveal to us the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we ask this and all things. Amen. So we're in week two of our summer preaching series on the Apostles' Creed, the most ancient and fundamental summary of what it is that Christians believe. And over the summer, we'll be looking at what the creed says and asking, what if it's all true? What does it mean to take this seriously, to believe these things and to live them out? Bishop Jenny kicked us off last week with the first two words which set up the entire creed, I believe. Everything that the Creed says is just giving content to that beginning statement of faith, that claim of faith. And today we look at the first line of the Creed, the first thing that we say we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Now I want to acknowledge right off the bat that this is going to be complicated, but this stuff is fascinating. There are three names in this first line, God, Father, Creator. And what I want to talk about today is what it means to call God the creator by that name, Father. And if you bear with me, I promise there's a payoff for your life at the end. All right, so here's the thing. It is one thing to say, I believe in God, full stop. Lots of people can do that. God, a higher power, an ultimate source. As a word, God can mean almost anything. But it is quite a different matter as to do as the creed does and say, I believe in God the Father. What do you think of when you think of God as the Father? None of us believes that God is literally an old man in the sky, but that imagery is hard to shake free from your mental architecture, isn't it? And how you think of God being God the Father is probably going to be affected on some level by your experience of father, of your father, of earthly fathers, whether that's good or bad or absent or abusive. But here's the problem. Whatever your own experience of fathers, we, we know that's not what we mean when we say we believe in God the Father, right? Because how could it be? Like God isn't defined by how we've experienced fatherhood in its fullest spectrum. I'm a dad. God isn't just a big version of me on my good days or my bad days. So to be blunt, what does it mean to say, I believe in God the Father without projecting our own father issues, good or bad, onto God the creator of heaven and earth? Let's make the problem a little bit more complicated. Believing in God the Father does not, believe, does not mean believing that God is male. Let me say that again. God the Father is not male. Regardless of what associations we might have with the word Father, Orthodox Christian belief for the entire 2,000-year history of the Church says that God the Father is not male. I'm not saying that God's female either. God has neither sex nor gender. We're talking about the creator of heaven and earth. God, the source of all that is. God doesn't have a, a body, anatomy, chromosomes. And gender and sex are properties of bodies. When God created humankind, Scripture says that God created them in God's image as male and female. God is not male or female, God is God. So, given that Christian doctrine declares God does not have a gender, and given that scripture uses masculine and feminine metaphors for God, likening God to a mother bear or an eagle, saying that God gave birth to Israel, comparing God to a nursing mother, what does it mean to call God Father as Jesus does? As Jesus does, because the New Testament is abundantly clear about this, that Jesus spoke about God and spoke to God as his Father. He taught his disciples to pray, our Father in heaven. Jesus told them that their heavenly Father would take care of them, even dying on the cross. Jesus said of his killers, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So, if the God that Jesus prays to is not simply the biggest and baddest version of masculine power, what does it mean that Jesus calls God Father? I think it boils down to this. For Jesus to call God Father is a declaration that where we come from, our creation, is love. And we know this because we see the Son... We know that the Creator is the Father because we see the Son, and where there is a Son, there is a Father. And so Jesus points us to the Father, points us to the loving origin of our creation, points us to what God would have us be and to who God is. And I'm going to unpack this in two ways. The first is, what's it mean for God to be the Father of Jesus, the Son? And second, what's it mean for us to call God our Heavenly Father? First, we're going to look at what it means for God to be called the Father of the Son, Jesus. And to explain this, I need to give you the Coles Notes doctrine of the Trinity. And it's going to be a lot, but I know you're going to hang with me. And there are people in this room who could stand up and do a better job of explaining the Trinity than I could. But I will tell you, if you are brand new to the church and you are wondering what is this Trinity you're talking about, there are people who have been going to church for years who have the same questions as you. So... I'm going to trust that this is going to be of some, some usefulness. In a nutshell, the Trinity is this. Christians affirm that there is only one God, one God, no competitors, no substitutes. But this one God exists in, eternally in three persons. That the singularity of God is a community of three. And these three are the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is fully God. It's not like God is a pie divided into three pieces and each one gets part of it. And all three together are God and none of the three is the other two. And listen, if that feels confusing, it's okay. This is a reality to be worshipped and meditated on, not a concept to be completely comprehended because where else in life does one plus one plus one equal one? And we could go on for days about the Trinity, but this is not a theology lecture. So here's why this matters for today. It's because we cannot talk about God being the Father without talking about the Trinity. God the Father only makes sense within the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is where we uncover the full depths of God's love for creation, for each of you. Because what the Trinity means is that God, the God who made everything, isn't some impersonal higher power, but love. Hang with me here, it looks like this. God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, everything from quarks to black holes and atoms and supernovas, generates God the Son in in a parental sense, the way a child comes from a parent. And God the Son becomes a human person in Jesus Christ. So God who created everything, becomes a creature, becomes part of creation. He becomes a person, Jesus Christ, to bring the whole creation back to God because the creation, it forgot God, it didn't know God. So the God who created everything doesn't just shout from a distance but is God the Father who sends God the Son. And then God the Son, God in creation, God become creation, sends God the Holy Spirit into creation the Holy Spirit, who is breathed out by the Father, to live in those who testify that Jesus is the Son, and to bring those believers back to the Father. That's the fundamental movement, the Trinitarian movement of the Christian faith. And that's a lot, but we're not even close to being done. <laughs> because, of course, this is not a theological doctrine just to consider thoughtfully and nod and say, oh, yes, yes, how interesting. No, because if this is true, and this is true, then it changes everything for us. This is what it means for, this gives us the sense of what it means for us to call God our Heavenly Father. Because God is not just the Father of the Son, Jesus, but in and through Jesus, we who believe in him, who know him as the Son, we are adopted as God's children, brothers and sisters to each other, and Jesus, you are a child of God. Which sounds really nice to say, doesn't it? You're a child of God. Wouldn't you just love to tell people that you're a child of God? But what's that mean? Let's put some meat on those bones. To be a child of God means knowing that your relationship your uh, that your relationship to the, uh, to the condition of your existence is love. I'm going to say that again. To be a child of God means knowing that your relationship to the condition of your existence is love. So I want to unpack a little bit. We all exist, right? But none uh, Maybe there's some doubters in the room, but most of us are going to agree on that. We all exist, and none of us knows exactly why. I mean, we know how we got here. We have parents, but we don't, like, really know why anything, the human beings, the world, the universe, exists in the first place. And there is a way of telling the story of your existence where you're the product of chance. Like you start with the Big Bang and fast forward nearly 14 billion years and through a series of cosmic accidents, life begins on Earth and then there's a series of biological accidents and a little while later, here's you and me doing our best with what we've got. This is a fundamentally atheistic story. It's a story without God. And it's possible to tell this story and be a decent person and love other people. You can do all those things without God. But what this story that I just told, the story that you're here by chance, if that's the story we're telling, what this story means is that the impersonal forces that created you, the Big Bang, the cosmic and biological accidents that yielded you, are indifferent to your existence. The Big Bang doesn't love you. The Christian story is a fundamentally different story. None of the facts have to change. The universe can still start with a big bang. It can still be nearly 14 billion years old. But the Christian story looks at everything that is and says by faith, I believe the universe does not simply exist. It was created by a creator. And and because I have met the Son of God in Jesus Christ, I know that the character of the creator's relationship to the creation is love. Like the love of a father for a son. So the Christian story looks at existence and says, this comes from a loving creator. This comes from a father. And that's a leap of faith. right? Let's not pretend that's self-evident or obvious or someone who doesn't think so is dumb. That's a leap of faith. Declaring fatherhood has always been a leap of faith because there's never a doubt who a child's mother is. You can witness it, you can say, this child belongs to this woman, but paternity, fatherhood, in the sense of ascribing an origin of a child, that's always required faith. To look at a child and say, this person came from him. And this is why Jesus calls God Father, because he knew who his mother was. But it takes faith to say, my Father who is in heaven. And in precisely the same way, it's the declaration of faith, the words that open the creed, that looks at existence and says, I believe, I believe I am not an accident. I believe I come from somewhere. I believe I come from someone. I believe that God created me. I believe my creator loves me. Which is to say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And I believe this because, because I have met the Father's only Son, Jesus Christ the Lord, and the Holy Spirit has testified to me that this is true. And those who know the Son are now brothers and sisters, children of the Father. Look at again at our First John reading. Right there at the end, verse 14, this is what we're talking about. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son, and verse 13, we know that God is in us and we are in God because the Spirit tells us so. And all of this is an expression of the love that is God, verses 8 and 9. God is love. Love is not God, but God is love. And we know what love is because God, the Father, sent the Son into the world to die for our sins so that we might live through Him. What does it mean to call God Father? To call God Father is to name the Creator as love, the love whose name as the Father is revealed by the Son. Okay. So what does this mean for you, like practically speaking? I mean everything. It means everything. If this is true, and it is, then what it means is that every day you're alive, you're walking through the love of God. Last night you slept in the love of God. This morning you woke in the love of God. If you ate breakfast, you've eaten in the love of God. You work this week in the love of God. You're here. You're not listening to a sermon. You are in the love of God. We exist in the love of the Father like people swimming in the ocean or in water, but most of the time we forget it. We forget that love. We forget we're swimming. We don't even know we're wet. So right now as we close, I want to walk you through this. I want you to know it's real. I want to remind you what is real, what it means to say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and the first thing I want you to do is to pay attention to your hands. That means stop looking at me and start looking at your hands. This is not like an Anglican thought experiment, like, yes, I'm going to pay attention to my hands. No, look at your hands, turn them over, see the creases, see the wrinkles, see the fingerprints, the hairs, the veins, the liver spots. And say, I believe, I believe that these do not simply exist. These were created. These were made by the God who made heaven and earth. Your hands sing. They sing the love of the Father. Now look up, look around you, look to your right and your left. Again, I can see you, so I'm going to know if you're doing it. Look in front of you and behind you, I'm not joking. Really look, see someone, look at someone else, doesn't matter who. Someone you know, someone you don't know. Your spouse, I know it's awkward, bear with me. Your kid, your mom, a friend, a stranger. See their skin. God made that skin. The Father made that. Their skin, it sings. It sings the love of the Father. Now look at the walls of this place. Look at the stones. These were stones that were buried in the earth, the God made earth for millions upon millions of years. And then human hands, God made hands, pulled them out of the earth and shaped them and stacked them to form walls so that people would have a place to worship. See the stones. God made those stones. The Father made those stones. The stones sing the love of the Father. Now take a deep breath. Feel the air in your lungs. Feel your God made lungs. Feel that air feeding your blood, your God made blood. Feel the air and your heartbeat, your God made heart singing love, love. Love, you are swimming in the Father's love. Every minute of every hour of every day that God gives you life, you come from God. You can't live in this state. You can't go through your days seeing the love of God, the Father, in every thread of your clothing and every note of bird song or siren that goes by. You, you can't make soup to feed your family when you're weeping at the love of God revealed in the beauty of the cellular structure of a sliced onion. To be alive requires, to some sense, that we forget the Father's love or at least push it to the background so that we can go about our business. Like all those people out there, because they don't know. I wish they knew. I wish they knew the Son, that they come from love, that the Creator is God, and that God is their Father. But I'm telling you now, remember. Because there will be a moment, in a minute, you're gonna do your ordinary stuff, you're gonna do whatever the day has, but there will be a moment today, or or later on this week, and you're gonna be at work, or at home, or you're gonna be annoyed, or you're gonna be happy, whatever. And you're going to, maybe it's going to happen soon, when you take God-made bread and wine, or, or when you leave and your God-made shoe hits the God-made pavement, or when your God-made hand turns the God-made key and the God-made ignition, um, when the God-made presto pass opens the God-made TTC gates, when your God-made eye falls on someone God-made you love or someone God-made you loathe, and you will remember... All that is, every atom, every electron, all that is, sings the love of the Father. And this will change everything. This will change everything because First John says, how we love the one who's invisible, you show it by loving visibly. How you live, how you work, how you manage your finances, all this changes when you remember. When you remember that the ground you stand on is the Father's love. This is where the creed starts. It declares the world to be a miracle of love. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Amen.